Um, what is another movie that I the the robot house the smart house oh, Xenon smart house oh smart my house. god Xenon oh the the leprechaun luck one? of the Irish yeah you also oh can of worms do you remember that one not off with all the aliens coming in he opens the dimension and I thought it was this is the lamest thing but you know what the coolest part of that movie was for me he had talk to text on his computer and I thought that was the coolest shit like I thought that was I was like man Dude. I could write. I was, like, in sixth grade, and I was like, I could write a book just talking. And I was like, that's the coolest shit. Do you remember the show The Secret World of Alec Mack? Oh, yes. yeah. I fucking love that shit. Man, I wish that I could oh, fucking so cool. melt into a puddle of glassy. She was like a T-1000. Yeah, she she's was. so cool. But she was T-1000 for good. More like teen 1000. Oh. Nick had a lot better shows when we were growing up. And I know that's what old people say about everything, but. <laughs> <laughs> And with that being said, welcome to my friend's favorite records. <laughs> there it is. There it is. There it is. Episode two. We did it, guys. We're here. We did it. We've been doing this. We've for been two setting hours. up for the show for a while. Uh, we had some technical difficulties, but hopefully we got all that out of the way. Uh, we also got our first couple of rounds of drinks out of the way. <laughs> I'm still on my first drink. You're not. I, I am. So why? I'm on my first drink. Okay, sure. See? During the podcast. Like I said. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the first one during the podcast. First drink during the podcast. Anyway, okay. All right. uh, So how you guys doing? Good. 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 Something. Um, Did you guys guys have a good week? (laughs) Yes and no. (laughs) Cool. Good enough. Um, How about you? Did you? uh, uh, Yeah, same. It's just... We're going to try to keep you know, it positive, but I've not had a we're positive We're going to try week, to keep so. it positive. Uh, we kind of made a pact not to talk about our jobs on this thing. So uh, so that's that. With that being said, uh, did either of you guys have something cool this week? Uh, something you checked out? Music, movies, something cool that happened in your life? You know, just whatever. Something good. I'm not going to talk about work, but I had to travel for work in the pandemic a bunch this week. So I drove a lot, which... First of all, was very helpful because I think I listened to the record we're about to talk about probably 30 fucking times this week because I drove so much and I just kept listening to it and it's so stuck in my head. Um, but anyway, I had to um, do an interview kind of near the beach in Jersey and I hadn't been to the beach in Jersey in a long time and I was seriously like five minutes away. So I drove and parked and went out to the beach and I saw a bunch of horseshoe crabs and I was so fucking excited because i love horseshoe crabs and i have like a stupid wealth of knowledge about horseshoe crabs but one was (laughs) one needed some help and i helped it out and then i left the beach (laughs) and i was like new jersey fucking sucks (laughs) and that's cool yeah and i you know what else though i was a little inspired because a lot of bands that i like are from new jersey and one of my like fave jersey bands that's kind of current is cicada radio and i was just driving around listening to a bunch of cicada radio and i was just like yeah this is fucking dope yeah that's awesome hell yeah jersey can suck but they put out some good bands. they put out a lot of really good bands i was also gonna say this justin and i forgot to tell you when this happened so i was like you know that cattle drums song the very specific cattle drum song that i don't know the title of but it's really fucking long it's like the world's fattest kid t- attacks grandma or <laughs> yeah. something like that it's i can't remember the name stupid ass long title right yeah. but it is like it's the jam it it's is such the a jam good song. you should listen to it but it is Shit. like yeah that's so good it is so 
summer like it is just a summer song and i'm driving over this bridge over like this inlet out to the beach and that just came on because like whatever i had been listening to like went into a playlist and that song came on like as i'm just driving into the sun it out toward the ocean and i was like that's awesome this is fucking that's very awesome so that i mean that was a little bit long-winded but it was really cool in a week of kind of a shit storm. <laughs> so that sounds awesome. It was nice. <laughs> you had to travel, but you got to see some cool shit and you got to help out a fucking a horsey crabby horsey. Crabby. I like calling them horsey crabbies, but they're living fossils and you should read a whole bunch about them. Cause they're really cool creatures. <laughs> <Love it. laughs> How about you, Justin? Justin. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What do you got? I, well, Poots, I just want to say thank you for reminding me about cattle drums. I haven't listened for a while and now that's just, definitely something i'm going to listen to yeah (laughs) um something positive from this week i mean it's not really a positive topic but um (laughs) there is a special right now on hbo yes uh, i'll be gone in the dark um it's about the uh golden state killer um irons and it's uh really fascinating and one of the episodes came out this past sunday there's another one this sunday and then i think one more after that and it's been um I don't want to say fun watch. It's really but well it's, done. But it's really well done, and I enjoyed watching that. So, I mean, that was kind of cool. If you have the means to check that out on HBO, you should check it out. There's graphic content, so Oh, just yeah. Lots of triggers there, lots too. Of triggers, so just, if that's not be your careful. thing, be careful. Yeah, if home invasion is a sore spot yes. for you, definitely don't. But if true crime yeah. is one of your things, check it out. Yeah. Check it out. And um, I can I interject on that real sure. quick? Yeah. I read the book and what they're doing on HBO, like, both, like, really shining a light on Michelle McNamara's life and, like, doing her justice and, like, having Pat Oswalt and, like, all these other people that were involved in on this. Like, they're digging deep into her life and how her obsession with this kind of destroyed her and also created this, like, beast that helped solve this, like, long-standing cold case, and it's amazing and it's just, it's so good it's so good i'm sorry i just nice. i am so obsessed just quick things i just thought of that actually were really actually positive and not you know true crime gruesome <laughs> things uh, sure on this past saturday we did kebabs and they were delicious and we did on sunday then we did portobello steak uh sandwiches and i know josh you're not a big fan of mushrooms but they were delicious and wonderful and we made a vegan uh cashew pesto we from grew scratch. the basil and we grew the basil i would have ourselves. tried it it was it was i would have tried it for sure yeah, it was fantastic and that was uh the hi- probably the highlight of my week was <laughs> it eating was really those, good those mushrooms we had baby bellas nice. on the kebabs and mm, so good you'll so, have to come over gonna, and do a socially distanced say, yard hang and we'll make it for you mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah i was gonna say um what was on the kebabs the kebabs were baby bellas some barbecue tofu that we marinated ourselves I mean, obviously, I guess. Um, uh, some orange bell pepper, some red onion. What else was on there? There was something else. Oh, squash. Squash, zucchini. Yeah. It was delicious. It was really good. Sounds delicious. I would love to enjoy both of those meals with you sometime. You know Absolutely. the Poots Pappy Kitchen is always yep. always here for you. Yeah, we'll get a social distance grill party going sometime soon. Fuck yeah. yeah. Get the friend dinners working up again. Yeah, backyard friend dinners. Yes. Poots cooks, y'all get drunk, you sleep in a tent in the backyard. <laughs> <laughs> so, Josh, what was your positive thing from yeah. this week? 
Yeah, for me, this week, uh, I was very busy. Again, not going to go into details with work, but I didn't have a lot of free time this week. Um, but one thing I did see this week that I, I really loved was Rick Ansley doing a cover of Foo Fighters Everlong. <laughs> I think I saw you <laughs> I post something about yeah, this. Yeah, I saw you post that. The thing is, is there's a video of him actually doing it, and then, of course, I took the time to cut in mm-hmm. a Rick roll. <laughs> But it's a really it, that song's amazing, and him doing it—he's a really good musician. It's him just doing it acoustically. He's got a great voice. It's a great song. Uh, just check it out. It's it's nice. Can I can I interject real quick? No. Uh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> no. Go ahead. Can Can you explain to me who this person is? Because I don't know who. You don't. Uh, like, you don't understand the Rick Roll? Yeah, oh, I know. Oh, that's hi- that's him. Yes. That is him. Yeah. Yes. See, I didn't yeah. know that was actually his name. Rick Ansley is the guy who did, I know uh, the Rick Roll, but now it makes, that makes yeah. so much more. Yeah. Can you, gonna give you up. Yeah. Can you edit this out? No. Yeah. <laughs> okay, good. No. I'm going to say yes, but I'm not going okay. to. Damn it. I guess I just um, didn't know his last name. And he doesn't yeah. look the same anymore. He also, like, during that time period, like, somebody's name for the band wasn't super popular, mm. especially for that kind of music. So it's. Well, his cover sounded all right, though. Yeah, it was really good, and like the fact that he's just like, "Oh, this is one of my favorite songs." Yeah, it's kind of like it is I love this such band. a good fucking song. It's kind of like Dick yeah. Dicky Barrett from the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones wearing an at the drive-in shirt, and everybody being like, "What? What? <laughs> really? What?" Is that his name, Dicky Barrett? <laughs> I, yeah, I think I so. I'm I'm pretty sure it is. Is that Rickroll? Is he Rickroll? That's a that that was a Rickroll. Did I just Rickroll you guys? Also, I guess uh, I got home today. Today is Friday, and I got two records from Third Man Records. Oh, shit! And they are two—they are two comedians, and they were recorded live to tape. And it is—I'm showing them on video. <laughs> Billy Wayne Davis mm-hmm. and <gasps> oh, oh, Rory, shit. Rory Scovel. <laughs> Uh, so I'm really I haven't listened to them yet, but I'm really excited that I got them. Um, they're both two very funny comedians, Billy Wayne Davis and Rory Scovel. Uh, they both have plenty of awesome stuff. So check them out. I'm excited yeah. to listen to those tomorrow. That's awesome. Uh, That's so awesome. Uh, it would be really cool. I know records are very precious to us, um, but I was thinking about it. I mean, this is a show about records. It would be cool to lend each other records sometimes. I yeah, mean, we should. Oh yeah, especially during quarantine, yeah. that would be that would be a pretty cool thing to do, whether it's part of the podcast or not. I should like, have yeah. loaned you that Shook Ones record, I so you actually could have seen ooh. the lyrics. Yeah, I could still loan it to you. Yeah, yeah. The artwork and everything. Yeah. I used yeah. to lend my CDs out all the time, but I think it's because I knew they were mass produced and like just pieces of shit anyway. But yeah. now, I, and then I was like, you know what though? If I really trust my friends. Records are a little more precious, yeah. but it would just between us, and I think we can take care I of would each love other's to do stuff. That, yeah. That would be that would be sweet. Would be I sweet. like that. It's yeah. nice. So those are some cool things that uh, we all dove into this week, and you should check them out. Or uh, maybe you guys could. I, I'm gonna do a little segue here. Maybe you guys could uh, email us or hit us up on Instagram mm-hmm. or Facebook. Uh, or visit our website, <laughs> which we have now. Yes, uh, we're on it all. We're on it all. Um, I'm going to try to go through this. Poots, correct me if I'm wrong on <laughs> Don't anything do, and everything. Do not ask her because she's been getting it wrong all week. She's like, oh, check out this thing I did. And I was like, that's not the real name. That's I registered right. the wrong email address. Yes. Let's let's talk about that. So, yes. like, you know, maybe don't ask me, but I think I've got it right now. <laughs> Between the three of us, maybe we'll figure this out. <laughs>
So we do have Facebook, Instagram, an email account, and a website. We do. Yeah, we have a website. website. Yeah. So I imagine Facebook and Instagram are my friend's favorite records. They are, yes. And so is the email. The email is my favorite. My. (laughs) (laughs) My friend's favorite records. At gmail.com. Nailed it. We got it. <laughs> and the website is my friend's favorite records podcast.com. Yes. And something that's on there is a link to a Spotify playlist where we each pick the top track of the record that we just listened to. And it's yes. going to be on there. So right now it's a little pathetic because we only have one record, but we're going to add to that every week. And that's something you can listen to. Well, at mm-hmm. the end of this episode, there will be six songs on that's there. That's true. That's true. Yeah, and uh, just another note, we uh, are also on OkCupid. Um, You can find us at my friend's favorite records. Um, Answer all those questions honestly. You might match with us, and maybe we can um, see how things go. We're all single and lonely. So, yeah, we have all that sick social media stuff now. You guys can check it out if you would like. You know, like, subscribe, comment, rate, all that stuff. Um. Do we want to do some follow-ups from last week? Did you guys do any of the follow-ups from last week? There were follow-ups. Were there follow-ups from last week? <laughs> what was the follow-up? <laughs> what was the follow-up? Were we supposed to watch the Silverfish That's Shook Ones exactly video? exactly what I <laughs> wanted to hear. Oh, I did tell you guys to watch the Silverfish music video. I didn't video. watch it. I only saw that. I don't think you did. I did. I have Listen. it written down. I, I have did say down. that. I don't have it written down. Well, then what the fuck were the follow-ups? The the follow-ups I have is I was going to listen to the second half of Shook Ones. Okay. Like give... From the start. Okay. And the... Which I did. So do we want to go into that or do you want to know what the other thing I has noted that you guys were supposed to do that clearly you did not do? Yeah, what? What were we supposed to do? Tell us what we were supposed to do. You were supposed to listen to and or watch uh, the Mob Deep Shook Ones. Oh, oh shit. shit. No, we definitely, <laughs> we definitely didn't, didn't do, do that. that. I, d- I don't even have that written down. <laughs> I don't either. I don't either. I swear I wrote it down. Where did I write it down? Oh, oh All God. All right, well, you know what? Okay. I'm so sorry. We'll put that on for next week. I'm, do- I'm going to do was... it for next week. Ow. So yeah, it was, we'll do it's that the Mob Deep. Oh, God. <laughs> I wrote that somewhere, and I don't know where it was it on a post-it note? <laughs> I thought about it earlier today, and I was going to give you the heads up. You and I was should like, have. I know they didn't do nah. it. I'm not going to give them the heads up. No, nah, man. I totally I... forgot. And did you guys, you didn't watch the Silverfish no, video, did well, you? I didn't look at this. I don't remember that, so I'm going to write that down. All right. See, okay. The, you know what I do have written? I have the Silverfish thing written down, but I didn't see it in my planner. So, yeah, you guys... We dropped the <laughs> Didn't ball. Didn't do your homework. No. We we got pretty toasty last episode. We're gonna not um, do that. We got an F minus on this one. Yeah. But I did follow through with my end of the bargain. Good. It wasn't a bargain. It was just something I did. Yeah. And honestly, I didn't do it till today. So. <laughs> what are your thoughts in like which, quick synopsis? Which might have worked out because it's 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 fresh in my head. Yeah. It fucking rips. Yeah. It's real <laughs> it's good. It's really good. Yeah. yeah. So my thoughts while listening to the second half today, starting, I started on Mercer Fuck. Mm-hmm. Such a good song. Um, yeah, so good. And the rest of the record, it, it's just really good. So my thoughts on this is if you're like me and this genre of punk, maybe like you like it, but you're not like super familiar with it. Listen to this record one half at a time, because wherever you start it, the songs just fucking, they're they're great. So listen to the first half. If you feel yourself kind of falling out of it, stop it. Pick it back up the next day at the second half, 
and you're you're gonna enjoy it 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 was really good i had a lot of fun listening to that i'm glad i took the time to do it i'm super glad you revisited it and i hope that that makes you listen to some of their deeper discography because it's a little bit heavier and i think you'll really really enjoy it not that before i thought that the second half was bad it's just i think i started losing my attention Mm -hmm. right which is fair. So if you start fresh on the second half, it's really good. And also, maybe if you're trying to listen to the whole thing through, just kind of like reboot yourself right right at Mercerfuck. Just be like, okay, back half, let's do this. Yeah. It's good. It's very, very good. I was like, oh shit, this shit is catchy as fuck. And like, how was I not hitting this before? Hell I'm yeah. so glad that you liked it. I'm so glad. Because yeah. I wasn't it, sure. It's great. That was a bit of a gamble on my part. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. I loved the record last week. Uh, and I, I still love it. And I still recommend, I recommended it last week and I'll recommend it again for sure. Fuck yeah. Awesome. All right. So that, (laughs) it's our follow up corner. (laughs) (laughs) We'll get better at this. Yeah, we really will. We promise. So I got a question for you guys. Uh oh. Oh, let's hear it. What was the first band you ever fell in love with? Keep it short, boys. Keep Keep it it short. short. You can keep it short. You can interpret it how you would like. Okay. And it can be the first band you thought you were in love with. Okay. Or it could be the first band that you thought like, oh, this is the music I love. Oh, that's tough too. I think Poots would probably like the a little bit of both. But do you want me to go first, Poots, or do you want to go first? Oh, I'll go. Okay, go for it. So I kind of have two, but I'll be quick about it. So the first band that I like got fucking obsessed with to the point that I like legitimately carved their name into my parents' front lawn <laughs> was Aerosmith. <laughs> Wait, 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 wait. Before we go any further, <laughs> explain how you carve a name into a yard. Uh, we had a very big front yard that uh, was on a very major road. Um, lots of traffic. And uh, my parents worked third shift, so they slept all day. And uh, little baby Pootsie over the summer uh, took some yard clipper things out of the garage, unsupervised. <laughs> <laughs> and I uh, and I definitely chiseled all the way down to the dirt the words Aerosmith into the front lawn, and it was the entire length of the front lawn. And it took so it's just it's it's grass yeah. with dirt patches yeah. that say Aerosmith yeah. across the yard. Yeah, and it took such a long time to grow back, and my dad was so mad at me. How how long did it take you to get the whole word Aerosmith across the yard? The whole fucking day. All day. So time. this was an all day project. A long time. A long ass time. Um, that's how much I loved love Aerosmith. That is how love much it. I loved Aerosmith. Um, what was your favorite track? <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's pretty fucked up because they have a huge discography. But I've always. Top of the head. Top of the okay, head. Okay, I've always loved Sweet Emotion. It's such a good fucking song. Like, love it's it. actually a good song. Like, they have some <laughs> dumb fucking music. Is it, though? Is it, yeah. I was going to say, is Sweet Emotion a good song? It because is a good song. I'm thinking about it right now, and I don't know. Okay, then fuck you. Loving an elevator. <laughs> <laughs> that, there you there go. Loving an elevator. I mean, the cr- and, and, whoa, 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 whoa. watch the copyright. Down. Watch the copyright. It's under 10 seconds. It's under 10 seconds. <laughs> we don't know if that's the real thing. <laughs> we don't even know. We don't know the law. <laughs> we don't know. But here's the thing. The correct answer is pink. <laughs> God damn it. Anyway. Anyway. Continue. Anyway. Boots. I was, like, so obsessed with Aerosmith that, like, I, like, 
could like tell you all of Steven Tyler's kids' names and like all this shit. This was like fifth grade. It was fucking depressing. But that's fucking crazy. It was super crazy. But then in like the end of fifth grade, I got a tape of the Offspring Smash, and that started this whole other obsession where like I was like deep into it. Like I had pictures like ripped out of magazines of the offspring taped to like my bedroom walls and shit so like those were my two obsessions i would say the offspring is probably the better band there um maybe i don't know but those were mine too and that's my that's the end of my bullshit and you guys can keep laughing at me about carving aerosmith into my front lawn but i think there's pictures of it and if there are i will get them and i will post them on our website and instagram and all the bullshits because yeah, that's embarrassing. That's amazing. Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Carved on the front lawn, baby. Carved on the front line all night long. Shut the fuck Something up, like you that. asshole. Pappy. Spew it. Uh, what do you got? All right. First band that you fell in love with. Gonna be quick about this. I think when I was younger, without knowing like how you could actually fall in love with a band, I think I fell in love with Let's Face It by the Mighty Mighty Boston's. I think that was around third grade and I only had that CD. So like I didn't know anything else about that band. I just knew what was in front of me and I loved that record. But beyond that, I think the real band that I fell in love with, like knowing, like knowing about bands and like, like being able to go buy a CD or like really look into things, talk to other people about it was blink 182. Yeah. Six. six, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I I mean, Blink-182 was on my radar, but I had a friend who really liked Blink-182 as well in sixth grade, and we both had different, like, material from them, different CDs, so we burned copies for each other, and then that summer, going into seventh grade, that was, like, the sh- like pa- take off your pants and jacket. I listened to that, like, all of the time. I sat around waiting on TRL for like Girl in the Rock, sh- Girl at the Rock show to play or Anthem Part Two. I was obsessed. Like every single day, I had to see that video. Yeah, yeah. and I I did I did similar things with TRL. Yeah, like I was just so obsessed. And then, um, f- like I was in love with that stuff. Kept getting more of their CDs. And then seventh grade, like I think every single day, I listened to multiple records by them. Like on the way to school in the bus, coming home, going back up into my room. And then finally, in seventh grade, Pop Disaster Tour comes to Hershey, PA, <laughs> and I get to see Blink-182 along with Green Day and Saves the Day. And, little fact. Are we going to do this story right now? We, uh, you know what? Maybe we'll save it. No, let's not save it. I was segueing into, yes, let's, let's do, do it. a okay. story right now. So, I was there with my best friend at the time. Little did I know that my best friend... From the now times, that's the future, <laughs> which is the present, Mr. J. Watt. Hi. He was there, too. I was also at the same Green Day Blink-182 concert years and years and years before we would ever even meet each other or know of our existences. Yeah. Also with my best friend at the time. I didn't see Saves the Day, though, and also boo. I didn't care. Oh. Boo. 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 I also boo that. I... I unfortunately <laughs> missed some of their set because the line was very long getting in, uh, but I did get to see the last half of their set, and it was really awesome. I liked Saves the Day. I was really into Stay What You Are, and yeah. So, But yeah, anyway, 
Blink-182 was, like, the first band I fell in love with that I could fall in love with. But the one that, like, I really got obsessed with, sorry, and I'll keep it short, was AFI. Oh, the next, shit. The next, yeah. like, Ooh. the next year. Yeah. Like, I already liked AFI. I had All Hallows EP in sixth grade. But for some reason, my favorite thing was Blink-182. I don't understand that. But Because you were dumb. Because I was dumb. But then in eighth grade, I actually took all of my Blink-182 CDs to CD Warehouse to trade them in for other CDs, which I regret now. <laughs> I didn't regret then. But um, <laughs> but then my obsession was AFI for like two to three years. I loved them so much. So I'll segue off of you a little bit. At that show, we were at the same Blink-182 Green Day show, and I was obsessed with, at that time, both of those bands. Mm-hmm. And before I reveal this, Getting into that show was a pain in the ass. Oh yeah, I had, I had to uh, take off my metal beaded Misfits Crimson <laughs> Ghost necklace <laughs> and my studded pyramid bracelet. I just had salt come Give out it of to my security. Nose. Give it to security to get into the show, and then we're in there and we're waiting for the bands to play, and some dudes next to us just start smoking some pot. <laughs> Smoking How some does pot. that fucking work? Smoking some reefer. The devil's they, they lettuce. They got weed in, but I couldn't wear a fucking necklace. Yeah, get that a, jazz cabbage in, but you can't weapon. have your beef you could, necklace. You could hurt someone with that necklace, buddy. It is a demon. Yes. <laughs> the Crimson Ghost. Anyway, I, I loved both those bands at the time. Green Day and Blink-22. Mm-hmm. Again, did not give a shit about Saves the Day. You made a mistake, Still man. Still don't. Uh, oh, man. We'll change, we'll change listen, that. I, f- I was just going to say, I feel like saying that has set me up yep. for fucking it has. some bullshit later on. Yeah. Because actually, of all three of those bands, they're probably the best band. They are the best band. Well, here's the thing. When I was a young kid, I was gifted Green Day's Dookie, and that was a game changer. And I was wondering if it was going to be one of yours, Justin. I was I was worried. Well, <laughs> not worried, but I know we both have a love for that that record you you tell your story and then i'll i'll give a little snippet so yeah my my aunt gave it to me for my birthday green day's dookie and that i think that's when i was like discovered oh this is the music i like like even though green day now looking back on it like i still love that record but green day as a band in whole is just like bullshit (laughs) basically fair (laughs) enough but it it really opened up the world of punk for me and and then looking back on it, Weezer's Blue album is like an album that I didn't know at the time when I first heard it, like in first grade. That like I always loved it, but looking back on it years later, I'm like, oh, that is the first thing of music I loved, front to back. Blue album is one is like my favorite album. It's so that's good. awesome. That yeah. It's it's the best album that's ever been made, <laughs> in my humble opinion. But yeah, those are the the two bands. Green Day is the one that kind of like awoken that, mm-hmm. and then looking back on it, Weezer. I had been listening to the Blue Album before, like years and years and years, but like I didn't realize what I was listening to at first right. until I got older and 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 could, you know, really understand what that album was. Did you get? Did your aunt give you Dookie when it had like come out, or was this later? Honestly, I can't remember when it came. I mean, it had only. It, if anything, it was mid '90s. I don't know exactly when. Like, Dookie so, came like, out basically, offhand. like, so within the first couple of years of it being yeah. out. Okay. And then, and then she would get me like the next Green Day record that was out on my birthday. Oh, that's awesome! So I got like Nimrod oh, and yeah. um, oh, what was the Did other you get one? Insomniac. In- Insomniac. Yeah. Yes, that's I had the poster record. hanging up on my wall and everything. That's awesome. Um, so yeah, 
Cool. Yeah. Um, my first cassette tape was uh, Green Day Dookie. My dad got it for me, and uh, I think it was like right when it kind of had come out when they were like really popular as well, and it was for me. But then he brought it to work, and then it never came home. So that was pretty upsetting. That's sad. Did you? <laughs> Speaking of Green Day, did you ever have the Godzilla soundtrack? No, but my cousins did, and was we it listened. Nickelback to on that, that thing. Nickelback? Three Doors Down. Well, what? No, Puff Daddy was. Know. Puff Daddy and Green Day was, yeah. and I listened to that so much. And then my stepbrother knocked it over, and it scratched it, and then I was upset. Brain still because the the fucking CD would skip, mm. and my my disc man with the the anti skip wouldn't still couldn't handle it. Fucking anti-skip was such... That was such a... Rage Against the Machine was on that. On anti-skip? On Godzilla <laughs> soundtrack. You guys are fucking assholes. And so were the Wallflowers. Oh, yeah, they were. Yeah, it yeah. was a crazy, Silver chair? crazy record. Yeah. Wow. Shook ones? Silverfish shook ones? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, cool. hell yeah. That's awesome. That, that's, that's awesome of everybody. So go listen to... Poots just left without saying she was taking a break, and I was about to say, do we want to take a break quick? But, well, Jay Watt, do you want to take a quick bathroom break? I guess and we are. We'll get into it. Okay. Let's get to the record that we all need to talk about. Last week, I assigned everybody War Moans by Mutoid Man. I'm very excited. I really, 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 really like this record. And uh, let's let's get into it. Um, I'll let either of you guys go. Pappy, uh, Poots, who wants to get into it? So I'm going to start by saying that this is not a genre that I am normally, like, stoked on. And let's just say that the new Lawrence Harms record came out last Friday, and they are my favorite fucking band. And I listened to Warmones more times in the last week than I listened to that Lawrence Arms record. So, if that's any indication as to how much I actually truly enjoyed this, <laughs> like, so, I do, like, I, I will say this, like, you got us, like, Pappy and I both super into, like, the two minutes to late night stuff, and, like, I honestly, like, listened to their podcast a little bit, and, like, obviously you had us, like, you encouraged us to go to their live show at Fest last year, which was a super fucking good time, which, like, really sparked my interest in two minutes to late night, and I thought Mutoid Man was a joke that was just the house band for two minutes to late night. <laughs> and since I had really only listened to the podcast and watched like clips of the show, I, it did not occur to me that they were both a real band and that that was a member of Converge and the dude from Caven, which is a band that I actually like enjoy. But again, it's like I'm the kind of person that doesn't like look up a whole lot of live stuff or photos. Like I just kind of like listen to things. So like it, <laughs> I was like, I had no idea. <laughs> and uh I fucking loved this record. Like, it was so goddamn fun. And, like, it's kind of silly, but then I read a lot of interviews, and one of the funniest fucking things that I saw was the bassist, Nick. <laughs> Justin is, like, already laughing because when I read this, I had to read it out loud because I lost my fucking shit. So, some, like, Caven, not Caven, Converge affiliated Ben Kohler act was playing St. Vitus, which is where their bassist, um, did sound and 
The fucking dude, Nick, the bassist, walks up to Ben Kohler and says, that was, god damn it, the fucking cat is shitting again, no, and he's, he's so to, loud. He's trying to cover his pee, <laughs> and he's just hitting the cardboard that's set around Yeah, it's so loud. Box. Okay, so anyway, after they play, Nick walks up to Ben Kohler, who he does not at the time realize is Ben Kohler, and just says to him, that was really good, but you're no Ben Kohler. that's amazing and he said that like ben just kind of looked at him in this like weird way that like at the time he wasn't sure if it was like a wow this dude's a fucking idiot or like this dude is joking with me real fucking hard but like just played the whole thing off and then i guess like he said like at some other point like I don't know how this happened. I forget the whole interview. He was just like, if you guys ever need a bassist, and that's how he ended up in Mutoid Man. That's awesome. It was so fucking funny. Like, the whole thing was just so great, and I just cannot imagine walking up to someone and not realizing that they're this person and being like, you were pretty good, but you're no this person, but it is that (laughs) fucking person, and then still having them let you be in their band. I think that just goes (laughs) to show you, like, how easygoing and like laid back these dudes are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but he's just like, I'm just this dude who does sound at a venue and I'm in a band with two people that I fucking worship, basically, which is so fucking cool. But like, I I used to really like Converge and I actually got to see Converge with Kaven and Between the Buried and Me. And like, at the time, like, it was when You Fail Me came out and Converge was like so huge. And, like, Between the Buried and Me was pretty much the only band on that tour that I didn't really give a shit about because I loved Kaven and I was just, I know the faces you're making, but, like, I loved <laughs> Kaven and they were still playing a lot of Jupiter Antenna stuff, and that's my shit, and I know that that's, like, not anyone else's shit, but anyway. So, aside from my ranting about loving Kaven so much, like, I'll actually go back to Mutoid Man. Once I realized who was in this and everything, I was even more stoked on it, and, like, Justin and I had listened to Kiss of Death a little bit um, when you had sent it, like, before you even assigned this, which should have been a little bit of a foreshadowing of what you were going to do. I instantly was like, this song is fucking silly, but it's also a ripper. And for the last goddamn week, that song has been so stuck in my head. And mine, too. It's so catchy. You're welcome. (laughs) But, like, I, I did do a lot of, like, kind of extracurricular research on all of this. And, like, I read an interview about this record. And, like, while that song is goofy as shit because the lyrical content is so fucking over the top. And there are a couple yeah. other songs like the, the fucking Devil's Daughter yep. one where yep. I'm just like, yes, I, we will talk about Jesus that. fucking Christ. <laughs> but, like, when I was reading... <laughs> Fucking hell, I can't stand that song. But it's so good. I love no, it. I love it. I love the it lyrical too. content oh, the, yeah, is, is fucking weird. But the music is so good. But I read an interview where they were talking about like the artwork for this and how they like they wanted this to be about like how people like definitely have a boner about war and like especially like recently, like in the last couple of years, like people just have such a fucking boner for that. But like the artwork and ended up being this like really androgynous thing, which like they loved because they were just like people always associate the military with being this super like masculine thing, but like you look at the artwork and like, yeah, it's kinda goofy, but like you can't tell like what gender's going on there and like that was very intentional and some of the lyrical content is supposed to be overtly sexual which it clearly is like but that's not 
Like, that's not just, like, we're being fucking goofy. Like, it was all intentional. Like, none of it was just, like, this is a joke. Like, it was calculated. Mm. Um, and they were, like, you know, people don't, like, especially in, like, the metal genre, don't, like, do this, like, overtly sexual shit. It's, like, weirdly masked. Where, like, this is clearly, like, you're talking about having a fucking boner. And, like, <laughs> it's just goofy as shit. But that leads into, like, it's so technically and structurally sound. And, like... All of these people are such good musicians and, like, have such, like, history. And, like, Brodsky and Ben Kohler have, like, worked together on shit for a long time and they live together. And, like, they clearly are, like, in sync with each other and we're, like, we're going to do this, like, kind of silly metal shit. But, like, also it's not silly because, like, we know what the fuck we're doing. And, like, his vocal range is fucking insane. Like, he is so good at actually singing, but then he does those, like, ridiculous-ass hair metal things that, like, yeah, all the old-ass... His, yeah. his range is yeah, insane. Yeah, like, all the old-ass, like, hair metal dudes wish they could still do that shit, and they can't anymore, but, like... And then he screams, yeah. and it's just fucking crazy that he can still do all of that. That is, like, so impressive, and, like, I knew that from, like, in Caven, but, like, again, didn't place all of it because I'm just... I just listen to things and don't usually do a whole lot of research, which this podcast is kind of making me dive a little deeper into things um but i'm just gonna get into some of the stuff that i really like and obviously i've talked about kiss of death being like something that's been so stuck in my head but it's not my favorite song on this record i really like the thrashy songs on this record a lot and there's so fucking much of that and like head rush is such a fucking banger like it's so good it's so good and that like acapella vocal line he does yeah oh it's so good it's so good um and warmones is also like thrashy and awesome as shit and like justin's brother is so obsessed with metallica and like we were both listening to this record and i was like i like paused and i was like I think you need to tell your brother to listen to this song specifically and Warmones. I was in the middle of texting my brother and she paused it and was like, I think Landis would like this. And we weren't like, she, there's no way she could have seen my phone. No. I was like, and I was like, I am actually texting him right now to listen to this. And the report back was he really liked it. He yeah. thought I sent him kiss of death and he's like, Oh, it's really like black Sabbath esque grunge, um, like doomy hits in this song. He's like, it's really cool, and then it gets really thrashy, and I was like, right on. Yeah. I actually showed my brother something he likes. Yeah, like, I That's just, awesome. I knew, because of how obsessed he is with Metallica, I was like, yo, these thrashy parts, like, he's gonna be all about this shit. Um, but then, then, like, towards the end of the record, Wreck and Survive is a fucking awesome song, mm -hmm. and I think... Like, I think I like that song so much because it sounds like something that Caven would have done. Like, I don't know that... I mean, like, the end of this... Like, it does fit on this record, but, like, at the same time, it's just so different from the rest of this record, and it reminds me so much of, like, Caven, and I think, like, I've probably listened to this song so many times, like, because of that, and it calls back to that kind of stuff, which also... <clears throat> bandages? That song doesn't fit on this fucking record. At least in my opinion, it doesn't. It's such a good song, but I was just so shocked that this was on there. I did not expect it at all. I think, if I can jump in for a second, yeah. the way that it, it it's the last track on the album, 
and and the track before that open flame if you listen to to open flame and how it closes out Mm -hmm. that should have been the end of the record and bandages is almost a bonus yeah 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 like i didn't expect it like i can see that now like that you're saying that because like i said yeah because the song before fades out and then bandages comes in and it's kind of almost a ballad i will yeah I was going to say, I feel like maybe they're like, let's end it on the ballad. Like, I was thinking that same thing. Yeah. Um, not that I don't want to hijack, but no, I, that's one of the all. things, like, Open Flame, I thought that's, like, such a cool ending because of the fade out and, like, goes into bandages. And I was like, that's really awesome because it could be the end, like you said, Jay Watt. It could be the end of the album, but I think fading into that, like, kind of low-key song, it brings you down from this very intense, thrashy record, and I think that's really yes. good. Yes. If, if, if Bandages was anywhere else on the record, it, you're right. It would not fit yeah. on the record at all. Yeah. I've also, like, definitely joked about how, like, if that song was a little bit different, that could be, like, a, a hit track on, like, 105.7 The X or, like, a butt rock record. Like, yeah. and that's not, like, a dig, really. Like, it's just because, like, he has such a good voice and, like, it's just borderline sometimes on that butt rock shit that, like, if he wanted to. He has to, a radio rock yeah, voice yeah. Like at if times. He, but so does um, Walter Schreifels. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. if those dudes wanted to, like, go for that and not play the music that they actually liked playing, they could be, like, fucking rich as shit but rock stars. We got some motorcycles going on in the background. Keep going. <laughs> but like, they could just one hundred percent be like butt rock radio stars with their voices, like, and they know how to write for that shit. But they're just like, no, we're gonna play the shit that we like to play. But yeah. Yeah. like, I love this record so much, and I I think it's actually something I will continue to revisit because it's so enjoyable. And I even started listening to their other stuff. That's how much I liked this. I'm I'm so glad to hear that because when I was assigning this record, <laughs> you were the one that I was like, this might miss. But you know, I, was like, I think Justin will get it. Like Justin will be down to listen, but Poots, like, <laughs> it's either hit or miss. Because like I, I I don't I know you like some heavy music, but I haven't narrowed da- I haven't nailed it on what you do like in heavy music. But I'm I'm glad I got it this time. Do you want to? But don't worry, there will be plenty of times that I don't nail it, yeah. and I apologize in advance. Do you want a little like insight onto the heavy music that I do like? Sure. Yeah. Get into it. It's like, Caven, Torch, Baroness, Isis, that kind of like sludgy type, really heavy shit. All right. Is the All right. Stuff I can work that with I that. Like. But you just managed to make this work because it bordered on that, like, goofy stuff for me. But, like, it just so happened to be associated members of things that I really do enjoy. And that's the thing. I didn't realize that you were a fan of Cave-In. And I don't really know Cave-In very well at all. Neither does Pappy. So you guys might get a good assignment. So I, I, wanted, I, I wanted to dive more into it this week, but I just didn't get the chance. I I think both of you suggested two different albums by them. Antenna and Jupiter are my favorites, yeah. but that's not what anyone else gives a shit the about. The first record is the one that everyone cares. I forget the name of it. I forget but it's the name. Like, I don't like it's it. It's just straight, <laughs> straight like metal. Yeah. There's I no. Would, I would, I would love to listen to like the one you love, Poots, and then the one everybody else loves. Yeah. I have one more thing to say before I pass this Go off to Happy. Is that I was watching so much like Two Minutes to Late Night, Mutoid Man like whatever affiliated shit this week that last night I had a dream that I was on two minutes to late night and it was fucking awesome. (laughs) I am going to interject and just say that she told me this and no shit. I had a dream last night that I saw a mutoid man in Brooklyn (laughs) and I I wrote this down. 
I'm not gonna. It's it's much more complicated than that. I remember the whole dream, but that's all I'll say about it. Is I saw Mutoid Man in Brooklyn. Um, I just want to say, not knowing any of that, I had a dream that I was hosting Two Minutes to Late Night, <laughs> and Mutoid no. Man was was the 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 guest. No, oh, no shit. No. Like last night, did you have this dream? Yeah. Oh no. My God. Yeah. No. That's insane. <laughs> Of course I didn't fucking have that oh, dream. Oh, come on. <laughs> you were pretending. But what if? You were Guarcenio. I honestly, no, I, did. I, I, I honestly was convinced. I was convinced. <laughs> so, Poots, it sounds like you really enjoyed this record, which makes me happy. <laughs> but out of 10, what would you give this record? Dude, honestly, 9 out of 10 hormones. That makes me happy. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So 9 out of 10 Warmones for Warmones by Mutoid Man. <laughs> Warmones by Warmones. Warmones off of Warmones. War, we mean <laughs> War memes. What is it? Um, That's... <laughs> What is it? <laughs> what is it? Bad company off of bad company by bad, bad company. company. Yeah. Warmones so by Warmones war on Warmones. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. Thank you so much for inspiring my deep dive into so many things with this. And like this record is just so fucking good. And their other music is so fucking good. So you did it. I'm, I'm really glad you enjoyed it because I think that's a part of this podcast that it makes me feel good. I hope we all get to enjoy this this moment hell yeah it's not gonna be every no week, we're not sure. always gonna enjoy yeah. it <laughs> yeah, probably not. <laughs> not all of this is gonna be like so nice and beautiful some of it's gonna be very very upsetting yeah boys taylor swift dropped a new record today so uh watch out excuse me <laughs> tay tay there's a lot to discuss there there actually is a lot to discuss there so let's just say right. somebody <laughs> from the national did a lot of the music and i love the national so maybe i'm a tay tay <laughs> fan anyway let's continue <laughs> confessions by (laughs) j-pal let's stay on the topic of warmones let's do it j-pal give us give us what you got happy i don't have much blow me (laughs) excuse me (laughs) so i have some very dumb things but i have some important things to say about this record so you're gonna get it all that's that's this podcast yeah fair enough and important things (laughs) fair enough so first off just to start this out um, you assigned Warmones to us, and uh, i just like to make a comment that last week I wrote it down as uh, it's war moans, like war and then moans, like you thought moaning. it was like the Ramones, though, I thought because it was I like did the Ramones. too. I thought it was war moans, like the Ramones. I thought so, too. Yes. <laughs> so I just I just want to say I have that Love written it. down. I was like, dude, that's awesome. War moans, like Ramones. Oh, God. Okay. I need to interject because when he suggested this, I totally thought it was like the Ramones as well. And I was yep. like, oh, this is weird. <laughs> Because she hates the Ramones, so she was like, damn, this is going to suck. I do fucking hate the Ramones, so I was like, oh, god damn it. Anyway, sorry. That's all right. Back to you, Paps. Okay, so uh, when I started listening to this band, you had had sent me a video before, um, but I think Kiss of Death is not very telling of what the rest of the record sounds like, so... I started listening to it, and I have to be honest, I think I had a little PTSD from all of the times that my brother constantly made me listen to Metallica. (laughs) Oh, no. That being said, I enjoyed this record very much. It is super fun and super catchy. Like, it doesn't sound like Metallica, but I think it just kind of, like, had me thinking about all the times he just threw on, like, Master of Puppets or whatever and just was like yo listen to this justin like this is a really cool riff and my brother doesn't sound like that but you know 
if you're listening, he kind of does. Shout out, shout out to my bro. I love the vocals on this. I think he, like Poots was saying, great range. Like, there's just so much going on there. For me, he does all the wacky shit that I love that, like, David Lee Roth does. <laughs> or, like, specifically the band Sweet, Ballroom Blitz. The, oh, yeah! Like, that. he has that kind of feel to it, and I love it. Like, it's this corny rock and roll hair metal thing, and it rules. And like, it's self-aware. He knows what yeah. he's and fucking doing. And he hits doing. it in all the right yeah. spots. Yes, it's not overdone. It's just, like, it's perfectly done. Self-aware and well-played. Yeah. Yes. And then, speaking of David Lee Roth hot for teacher i that drum beat that drum beat from that song like the whole time i'm listening to this record during the thrashy parts i'm just thinking of hot for teacher because that it's just like that ride in the bell you know like it's just it's got me in there and i thought you were just gonna start talking about hot for teacher i was gonna talk about hot for teacher and the fact that it that it just has that. Yeah. It has that feel of that song it specifically. Has that yes, it has yeah. that like rockin', like kind of thrashy rock vibe, and yeah. kind of the theatrical vocals of David Lee Roth. And I also think that it's got a very obviously very converged feel to it. Not just because of the drumming, but I think a lot of the riffs really have um, some converge feel to it. Specifically, I was thinking Head Rush, the intro into that main riff, just f- totally feels like converge to me. I can um, see that. I can't even... I don't know how to describe... I'm not going to do it with my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Cut that. <laughs> Isolate that. Isolate that. Um, just tying it back to the whole ballroom blitz, when he yells, dead, it just really sounds like that like theatrical hair metal rock. Yeah. You know. Here's one of my other dumb notes. When he yells, war moans, I just kept thinking... Trogdor. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, that works. It does work. And a lot of the lyrical content I thought was extremely ridiculous, but then Poots said that it was very planned out. Like she read that interview. Yeah. And that's cool. I think that's that's part of it. I think it's planned out, but it is ridiculous. Oh, and they know it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous, but it's meant to be catchy, I think, too. Yeah. Because Yes. Because most of the verses are just repeated. Like there's no second verse it's just the first verse repeated not all of the time but on many of the songs to go back to last week and we were talking about the lyrics on that record Mm -hmm. it's very in-depth there's not a lot of shit repeated he really had a lot to say this one it's not so much in the lyrics and like a lot of stuff is repeated but what is repeated it's catchy and like it has a point yes right um i made a note here date with the devil Oh, Are we gonna get into it? Well, uh. I put I put a little like winky face, and then I <laughs> and then I put, but the music goes hard. Doesn't fucking it make goes sense. Hard. Oh my god, just that that. I I just oh my gosh, it gets so heavy. But the lyrical content, I mean. Brodsky, it, what are you doing? It was so stuck in my head. I was singing it all day. Ah, uh, god damn it. What, do you have some thoughts, Josh? <laughs> I mean, I think it's just something we need to touch on. It doesn't make sense. Well, it makes sense. He's he's on a date with the devil, and turns out that he snuck away from the devil and went to the devil's daughter. Is that what you determined? Because initially when we talked about this, you said it didn't make sense. Well, it doesn't make sense, but there's no there's no transition, but that's just what, I mean, what else would have happened? I had a date with the devil. I'd say she had a date with me. I can't wait to get on her level and let my mind run free. But then 
He's climbing all over Satan's daughter. <laughs> Nothing ever made me harder. Yes. I hate it. I Nothing. hate it. Nothing. So it gets worse. He. Oh, I know wait, it gets worse. Before, before we get worse, let me tell you one of my favorite lines on the record. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's in the second verse oh. where he says, I, I had a date with the devil. I feel good. Can't you tell? I the line I love, like I smell shit. like shit. <laughs> I look looked disheveled. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking disheveled. Yes. That that line sticks out so much to me. I smell like shit and look I look disheveled. disheveled. I mean it's good. That's good. And the second the I, line after yeah. that is I did the, the walk sh- of shame from hell. <laughs> yes. I see that that those two lines are the best lines in that song. It's I love good. It. It's really good. So it's really good. And then the following line <laughs> is came inside of Satan's daughter. Oh. Nine months later, who's the father? I hate it. Brodsky, you're better than that. <laughs> the thing is, is that like, it's so subtle and quick. It's and it not doesn't subtle. <laughs> but in within the song, like the lyrics are not subtle, but within the song, like you kind of miss it until you read the lyrics. Oh, I did not miss and it. And you're just like, you came inside Satan's daughter. <laughs> yeah. And then also... Nine months later, who's the father? It's you, you idiot. You came inside the devil's daughter. But so many people did because it's the devil's daughter. I was going to say, you don't know who else came inside the devil's daughter. Um, yeah, so, it, you know. It's it's a little gross. It's a little gross. It's but super also gross. Sense of, it's, but it that it's gross. in this fairy tale of <laughs> fairy tale. fucking fairy the tale. devil's daughter. I love that fucking okay, so the devil's like, daughter is a fairy tale. So are you saying the devil is real and he has a daughter? No. Well, here's the thing. The I think it's it, a fucking fairy tale. There's still evil people in fairy tales. God damn well, here's it. the thing. It said, you said, does the devil, does he have a daughter? But the line is, I think she had a you, date with me. You're right. So at the beginning of the song, it's talking about having a date with the devil uh, and she had a date with me. And then you're right. The line later is came inside of Satan's daughter. Yes. So the daughter would be the devil. And Satan is her father. That's kind so. of what I was understanding oh, from that. Weird. I wasn't thinking of it that way. I thought that Satan had a date with Brodsky, and then Brodsky was like, hey, I got to use the bathroom. And instead he snuck into the devil's daughter's room. I think that they're two different entities. That's what I. That's the only way I can make sense of it. And oh my god, everything you just fucking said. I mean, said. I think the and things I said time, make it a lot creepier. I don't know. And every time we say that, I just think Bobrovsky. Yeah, Bobrovsky. <laughs> Hand in your badge. <laughs> so, yeah, some weird and kind of gross lyrics. Uh, but. In a fantasy world. But. It's intentional. It's I mean, weird. Yes. It's still fun. Yeah. yeah. I mean. Musically, that song is just, I it might be one of my favorite tracks musically because it just has that really like, it really rides the snare and hi-hat and it almost has like a, me- a Metallica feel like fucking Lars, just like that real simple, a simple yes. drum beat. Yeah. And the, the, everything else is very complicated over top of it. And it's just this really cool juxtaposition because it goes back into like riding the bell and like doing or whatever the whatever symbol I don't know drums, but it it just it works so well like there's so many different rhythms happening that it works really well. Anyway, cut all of that out. Uh, I'd like to uh, talk about Kiss of Death real quick. I think the intro really reminds me of AOTKPTA by The Locust. Not exactly you know the weird off time signature shit. 
but um, kind of has that synthy feel to it. Like he uses those synth pedals on his uh, the guitar effects, whatever. And I think it has like that locust vibe. I didn't put that connection together, but now that you say that, thinking about both those intros, yes. yeah, like it's they're different, but it just has that feel. And then I absolutely love how sludgy the song gets. Those chugs, the sludge chugs, are so good. Like it's so good. And another like juxtaposition of the chorus turning into kind of like a hair metal song. Um, it works really well. Like I don't think that's something I would have ever thought to do, but they they blend it very well. Also, something that I think Poots brought up to me, but she didn't discuss. Um, they kind of do the whole lit miserable thing. You make me, you make me come. Yes. You oh yeah, they absolutely miserable. do. Like that's so calculated. Yeah. Like they know that the yes. lyrical content there. Again, because of the interview I read, like they know that what they're doing is overtly sexual and fucking weird, and it's totally tongue in cheek. Yeah, yeah. totally tongue in cheek. But like, it's exactly like Lit does with that shit. Yeah. Yes. And that was a fucking radio hit. Yeah. So this, I mean. <laughs> and this is better songwriting. This has been stuck in my head all week. So throw it on the radio. I think it'd be stuck in everybody's head. Um, <laughs> doing dishes, going to pee, brushing your teeth. Just blow. Yeah. Blow me. There's, I mean, I think people would love it. Uh, Wreck and Survive has some really awesome riffs. Um, that like high pitched riff in the chorus, and then that really atmospheric riff in the in the verse. Uh, it's very different from the rest of the record. I think we were already yeah. talking about that. But um, Chelsea Wolf has vocals on that, and she does those at the end, and it gives this really eerie vibe, yes. and it's really cool. So dope. Like, really cool. Yeah. And Bandages, I think uh, Chelsea Wolf is also on that a little bit, from what I understand, and it kind of has the same vibe. Like, those two songs go together. Like, they're the, like, oddballs They could be the an record. EP. Yeah, like, they're... They may have been, you know, like, written together or something. I don't know. You have to listen pretty closely, but you can hear her vocals on, on bandages, and it really fills out the vocal range of that, that song and fits the vibe of that song, because Chelsea Wolf is known for, like, that gothic shit yeah. that she does. It's yeah. so it awesome. really well on both of those songs. Mm-hmm. Um, and another, I know we talked about bandages a lot, but I had to comment that it kind of has, like, a real pop song vibe. Like, I could see this just done with synths, no guitars, and having, like, Katy Perry sing it or something like that and I think it would sound really good and it it has like that part where it like I don't know how to describe it but it's very epic like synth like oh yeah I know exactly the build up too the, like, like build up thing there's a lot of atmosphere and like yeah. heavy hits that build up this song kind of reminding me of like I Hope You Suffer by AFI I could see like Black Audio covering yeah. that and doing it some real weird like pop synth shit. You could make this a, a you could make bandages a very cool like pop yes. synth. Yes, I would love to song. hear that happen. I would sure. love to hear it remixed and played at Goth Night. Oh yeah, I would. Oh, do, yeah. I would cry. <laughs> cry at Goth Night. <laughs> Wouldn't be after the first I, time. After no. I fucking weird dance to a remix of Rob Zombie's Dragula, this comes on and I'm just shedding tears. Yeah, you like <laughs> rage. You rage real hard, and then you're like, oh my, flailing God. everywhere. And this and just brings tears. you back down to earth. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was I, I was not a fan of Irons in the Fire. Really? Yeah. I think yeah. that intro is very like triumphant metal, like very um, 
it sounded like like medieval metal to me oh that's kind of why i liked it i don't <laughs> I, that's not my thing i don't like that it, you know it just wasn't something that i liked fair enough um and i wasn't really into uh afterlife or open flame like i love the end of open flame but i don't like the beginning of it i'm not trying to be negative here but i'm just those are like some of the tracks that aren't my favorite um but as we discussed at the end of open flame they um have that really cool outro that leads into bandages but something actually really awesome that i noticed they have this at one minute and 30 seconds they have this really cool like high-pitched effect thing like the phase shift like the pitch shift or whatever that happens harmonist yeah. he uses uh boss's harmonist okay he does like a really and, cool and fun fact sorry real quick uh-huh. fun fact he has two of them one that pitches up and one that pitches down hey that's cool i you saw that there's that. like a whole thing about his gear shit like on yeah, youtube they, they did so. a rig, a rig oh, rundown oh, the rig, yeah set. i'll have you to watch, watch that yeah. Yeah, i'll have to watch that i yeah. love watching those go on anyway i was sorry. gonna tell you that was on there sorry <laughs> that'll be my own personal homework yeah. i will definitely watch that i don't give a shit but i know that you guys do <laughs> <laughs> um but it does that like <laughs> and it kind of like holds it for a second and then at one minute and 35 seconds it totally goes into the riff the headstrong riff by trapped i'm i tell you i'm telling you put them next to each other it, no, it heads, totally does sound it like headstrong it. By I, need, I need to revisit that then. yes <laughs> it totally sounds like it. after he told me that that's all i could hear um can i ask you real quick about afterlife sure you didn't like the I'm in love with the afterlife line i just feel like that's delivered so well and it's so catchy no i do that i do sing that I was singing that throughout the week. You were. I was. I like that line, but I don't. I don't necessarily like the, the like whole lead riff, like that okay. riff. I like. It's very like video game to me. I don't. That's like a, a little too uh, power metal for yeah, you. Yeah, like it's just not something I'm into. Um, it does go into that kind of cool like heavy, grungy like really overdriven bass part. That is kind of cool. Where before he says I'm in love with the afterlife, I think that's cool. But the whole song together, it's not like my favorite track. Yeah, I like it more than Irons in the Fire. Can I ask you this? Yeah, that Irons in the Fire riff <laughs> and and line, <laughs> it's so good though, right? Where it's just like heavy drawn out. No, it's too triumphant, like medieval oh. metal for me. I can't do it. I'm sorry. Like All it, right. like you may as well just bring your fucking ring up to Mordor and. Forge it yourself, Frodo. I Dude, don't know. I know I feel like okay. nerds uh, might like that shit, but like it's still real good. Yeah, I'm trying to think of the band that the like medieval band that is like the big medieval metal band, but I can't think of it. Also, I did want to say that a top track for me was Melt Your Mind. And I felt like it was a cop out to say that because it's the first track and I didn't want y'all to think that like I didn't listen to this record a million fucking times, but like Melt Your Mind is still so fucking good and it's so catchy but it's just like i didn't yes. i didn't want to be like i really like this because then you would have been like oh so you didn't listen to the rest of this fucking record <laughs> but like because i did like a lot more of the record but like goddamn like don't let it melt your mind it's a great intro like, it's it is so a good. great intro good. track yeah. it gets it it hooks you right away because yeah. it's kind of short and it's and it just gets to the point of what you're going to get into the rest of the record For sure. yes and sorry to hijack i just i That's was fine. looking at my notes and realized i didn't talk about that and like I just was like, I needed to bring that up because that might be the track that I pick for our playlist. And I was just like, I, I like so much more about this record, but like, Jesus fucking Christ, it's so good. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I have a few more things. I'll try to like get through them real quick. Yeah. Cause I don't want to, yeah. I don't want to hit some fast points yeah. that you got there. Um, 
favorite tracks probably Reckon Survive because it's more so it has more parts that are something that I would more so listen to than the thrashy stuff it's a very atmospheric um, creepy like gothic metal sounding stuff like definitely more up my alley I would say um, because I normally wouldn't listen to this kind of band and honestly if you did not like assign this I may have heard it for like 10 seconds and been like that's not my bag you know but I'm glad I didn't write it off like i'm glad that you assigned it to me because i didn't have a chance to write it off if that makes sense i'm not trying you know if i would have heard kiss of death i would have been like that's really awesome but if i heard any other song i may have been like i don't know yeah but favorite tracks wreck and survive kiss of death head rush and date with the devil um i think kiss of death is the catchiest song on the record it's definitely the hit yeah like that is the hit and i think it's a good hit like that really drew me in um, I have some like random shit that really doesn't need to be said. Um, so <laughs> to give you my rating, I give this date with the devil a seven out of ten. All right, seven out of ten. Dates with the devil. <laughs> no, You'll the date itself. I would, date, I would date the devil seven times. <laughs> I also realized on my notes, it auto-corrected thrashy to trashy, and it says war modes is super trashy and awesome <laughs> instead of thrashy. Trashy and awesome. Sounds like something Poots would say. <laughs> <laughs> Through her Virginia Slims. <laughs> get me another Jenny Slim. This is trashy I and need awesome. some Virginia Slims. It's trashy and awesome. <laughs> anyway. Joshua. So, yeah. You want to talk about this shit? I heard about Mutoid Man, like, a couple of years ago. Everybody was, like, hyping him, and I, I did the same thing. I was just like, I don't know, like, whatever. Like, I'm sure they're cool. I think I might even listen to a song or two, and I was just like, yeah, this is all right. And then after getting into Two Minutes to Late Night and seeing that they were the house band, I was like, I should look more into this. And I just got hooked mm-hmm. instantly. Like, I didn't realize who the members were in the band, and not that that should make a difference of whether a band's good or not, but, like, Ben Kohler on drums, Stephen Brodsky playing guitar, like, who I didn't even know, but, like, just watching Two Minutes to Late Night, you know this dude knows what he's doing. So, yeah, I started getting into him. This record, I just started listening to. The Kiss of Death music video got me into it. It's so much fun. It's just, it's something to enjoy. It's Van Halen meets Motorhead meets all the best parts of, like, 80s hair metal. Like you said, like, there's parts that can remind you of Metallica. Mm Mm-hmm. But it's not Metallica. Right. It's the good parts of Metallica. Yes. It's the good parts of Van Halen. I'm not a huge Van Halen fan, but like it's got the best parts of that. I'm not a huge Motorhead fan, but it's like Melt Your Mind is a Motorhead song on <laughs> yeah. crack. It totally <laughs> is. And like that's how the record starts. Like you said, it's like this crazy drum beat and bass line, and then the guitar comes in yeah. with those like hammer on and pull offs and pitches up and just goes. And the whole record does that until, like we kind of said, like Bandages is the only one that stands out. I mean, uh, Wreck and Survive is a slower song Mm -hmm. and kind of a ballad in a sense. And that like dark gothic metal, which like it still just fits in the record. All the songs, I think, have something. I know I couldn't convince you on Irons in the Fire, but I think for most people, they're going to still find that catchy and, and it'll still get a little stuck in your head. Yeah, I mean, okay, okay. so the riff after that intro is pretty cool. 
that <laughs> see like that's cool but yeah. the, it's just the big uh, yeah anyway yeah it's i think every song has a little bit of something for everybody if you're into any sort of metal or like heavy music and again his vocal range really helps this record if this was just a yelling metal record it wouldn't be what this record is his vocal range makes this it's great riffs but then his vocals on top of it just seal the deal for me and like clean vocals aren't always my thing but he nails it he hits those accents and everything and those like rough growls that he does like he'll do a line and then end it with like a like a rough Mm -hmm. yell at the end of it and it's it just feels so good um i don't want to go into every single song because i'll just rant on for fucking ever uh but kiss of death the hit off this record is amazing I know you mentioned that you watched the video. I remember today that it was the extra credit. So I helped Poots get extra credit. But we did watch it before. Yeah, we watched it. I mean, I did a lot of other extra credit that I assigned myself, you motherfucker. But I mean, there's not (laughs) there's not a lot of depth to the video. It's mostly a live performance. I mean, someone does whip Uh, someone with a belt. Yes, Uh, that's what I want to talk about (laughs) is I hope that is a genuine a belt smack. It looked like it. Kohler delivers to uh steven brodsky while he's doing the the yell it looks like he dramatizes the fall over but i feel like it was a genuine whip yeah yes (laughs) uh it's so much fun watching any performance of them live you can see that they're all just having a great time Mm -hmm. Uh, i don't know i i sent uh, two minutes to late night released a live concert of mutoid man playing at saint vitus from a couple of months or like a year before the pandemic which they released during the pandemic and people didn't realize that it was from before <laughs> oh, and no. was, they, they had to like send, send that out on social media like huh. this isn't live like we right. recorded we're this not a assholes. year ago yeah. we're just doing this you know to, has, as releasing it as something for everybody to enjoy during the pandemic yeah. but yeah we watched there's just it. A, lot of, a lot of fun bits on that it's really good if you can check it out microaggressions which i don't think we've talked about at all great song it's so good that song fucking rips yes and at the end yes. when they do that discordant thing it sounds like a dillinger escape plan song okay yeah uh i love that which like those guys are all friends ben wyman's been on two minutes and like i'm sure all their yep. bands have toured together over the past decade i i love that little dillinger sound at the end of that uh, we don't need to talk about Date with the Devil anymore. <laughs> Are you sure? You don't want to talk about that anymore? Uh, like I said, Head Rush is great. It's got a lot of cool vocal melodies. There's like a little break where Stephen Brodsky does a little acapella thing. And yeah, yeah. It's so good. Yeah. Warmones. Uh, yeah, the title track, Warmones, is kind of a, a big song in the sense of like how it sounds mm-hmm. it's, it's big and it and it it's thrashy yeah yeah it's i, I think every song has like at least a, a measure of thrash that one's in it. super <laughs> yeah. thrashy though yeah and then he does those big like war moans vocals for the chorus uh, trogdor. yeah <laughs> yeah trogdor vocals and everything oh back to kiss of death mm-hmm Kurt Ballou from Converge on that. Is he really? Is he on it? He he, he plays extra guitar on that ah, on that track on didn't the recorded know that. version. I didn't know that. It, um, yeah. Oh, okay. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. And he also had uh, his hands in production of this record. I was gonna say. Um. I it I, it wasn't recorded. I. Well, I was gonna. It ask. doesn't say specifically where it was recorded. It says pre-production was at St. Vitus. 
Uh, there's a couple of different engineers and production people on this. I, I thought think it, it was might have been one of the God City, or is that what is that the right? Yeah, God City is Kurt Ballou. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. The, the videos in at God City because it says it. I believe it yeah. said so it was yes. a live yeah. recording at God City. I don't buy yes. that it was a live recording. No, I think no, that no. was clearly planned out. But yeah, I think the record was actually recorded live though. Like oh, to okay. to an extent, like right. they all played together at the same time. It right, wasn't right, tracked. right. Okay. That uh, makes yeah, sense. Was, they was, seem uh, like they kind of click together enough that they could do that. Yeah. yeah. I was um, curious if it was recorded at God City. I don't think it was. I couldn't find specifically. Can it, I interject with a quick quick tidbit about God City? That he was a biomedical engineer and got laid the fuck off. And instead of finding another job, he took their like ridiculous ass severance package to open the recording studio. And that's how that's that awesome. happened. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, pre-production at St. Vitus, produced and engineered by Kurt Ballou at God City, uh, October 2016, mixed by Kurt Ballou. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, it just, it has a very God City sound, like it has that Kurt yes. Ballou Converge sound, especially like recent Converge albums, it's got that sound, which yeah. is not a bad sound, it sounds great. With guests on this record, something we haven't touched on. The lead guitar solo on Warmones was a guest appearance. Did either of you come across this? I was looking at guest appearances, but I didn't. I may not have. I may have missed this one. Marty Friedman from Megadeth. No shit. No fucking way. Yes, I'm probably the guitarist from Megadeth did the lead solo on Warmones. How did that happen? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) That's fucking awesome. So yeah, Megadeth makes an appearance on this, which kind of makes sense. Yeah. It makes sense. Yeah. It's just crazy that it happened. Yeah. Where's the connection? I want to just know like how that happened. Uh, it's metal, you know. It's metal. It's metal. There's probably some sort of somebody played with somebody that at some point, you know, and they were like, "Yeah, I know him." Yeah. It would be great if he did a part on this. Yeah, let me text him. <laughs> um. Yeah, we talked about. Chelsea Wolf being all over this record. Mm-hmm. She does vocals, yeah, on Wreck and Survive and Bandages. Kurt Ballou also did extra guitar on Bandages as well. And Chelsea Wolf is also on Surgeon House, which is who released this record. Um, I don't know if I have anything else. Mm. So, yeah, like, I love this record. I'm glad you guys all enjoyed it. Poots, I'm really glad you really enjoyed it. <laughs> Justin, I'm glad that you enjoyed most of it. <laughs> Oh, I mean, don't, um, I, I, I really, really enjoyed this record. It's super stuck in my head, and I'm definitely going to continue listening to Pappy's it. Pappy's a little bit harsher yeah. of a critic than Pootsie is. Yes, so. and that's fine. And I know you're not shit-talking any of this. I know not that at all. You, you get it. I feel like I gave it more of a generous rating because this is super outside of a genre that I normally enjoy, and the fact that I've listened to it so much and like genuinely have been so obsessed with it is like a huge indicator for like my my love of it so <laughs> just uh just know that i mean if i was pitchfork a seven out of ten is like <laughs> an a plus plus so just saying i thought you but, gave it a six out of ten no i give it a six out of nine. Oh, <laughs> but anyway oh, oh i get it anyway josh what is your? it's all right because last week i gave the other record 6.9 out of ten <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Running on a theme here. Jay Watt, what's your rating of this record? I give this record nine kisses <laughs> of death. <laughs> nine kisses of death out of ten. Hell yeah. I, I love this record so, so much. Um, it's still fairly new to me, so I can't give it that ten yet. Mm-hmm. But it is solid gold to me, Hell honestly. Yeah. It's uh, 
it's well worth your time if you're into metal of any sort. I would even say if you're not into like too much metal, this Sick, is still yeah. maybe the record for you because yeah. it's so much fun. It's so fun. Yeah, like it's fun, it's riffy, it's catchy. Yeah. Like if you're just a fan of like fast rock and roll like or hair metal or hair like yeah, like old hair metal, this probably is the record for you. You're going to think it's fun. It could be a good bridge into other music by these artists yes. as well. It's just hard to not appreciate it for like the solid musicianship that's involved in this record and like yeah. Yeah, I mean, Ben Kohler looks like a baby Ozzy Osbourne, so, you know. Yeah, when he puts those glasses on. <laughs> it's but just, it's tough. You have to respect it for what it is. They they really just pull from so many different genres of rock and metal. And they're having so much fun. Well, but they do, they do it so well. Like, they blend it. Like, it's seamless. Like, you would think, oh, that weird sludge part wouldn't fit with this, like, kind of hair metal 80s part. But it does. Like, they just throw it in, and they don't care. Because they just are having fun. Yeah. And that's why it works so well. Yeah, this is not something that they, like, like, they took it seriously, but it's not something that they clearly, like, painstakingly labored over. Like, they're clearly, maybe they did, but they're clearly just, like, so good at what they do that this worked so effortlessly. Yeah. And this was a project that was started by Ben Kohler and Steve Brodsky as a two-piece, as just something to, like, get some riffs out for fun. And then it evolved into an actual real band. And that's what it is. It's them having fun, but like they are putting the effort into yes. it. Exactly. It's great. Listen to it. <laughs> Fucking listen Fucking to it. Fucking listen, listen to, to it. it. <laughs> All right. Uh, anybody else got anything else they want to say about this record? I have a few tidbits. Um, Go for it. So right before we started recording this part, I was on the Instagrams. And I saw that Mike Park of Asian Man Records posted a Plea for Peace Take Action Tour poster from 2001. And uh, the headliners were Alkaline Trio, Hot Water Music, and Caven. I'm not surprised by that. I just think that's such a crazy lineup. It like, really it's is, so yeah. kind of, and then That's wild. And Thrice also played. And, of course, Mike Park. <laughs> like, <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. So I thought it was kind of interesting. That Caven's that an outlier there for sure. Popped into my feed there. And Thrice. I feel like Thrice and Caven are probably... More on the same plane. Yeah. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Real quick, mm-hmm. I saw Mike Park on my birthday in D.C. He was opening for Bomb the Music Industry and Classics of Love. And he played on the. He was playing acoustic. He played on the floor and did Operation Ivy covers, and it was awesome. That's awesome. That rules. Also, Classics of Love, the lead vocalist, is the vocalist from Operation Ivy. Oh, shit. I didn't even know that was like a band. Like, I didn't know. Yeah. yeah. Also, I think it has um, Mike from Hard Girls and Jeff Rosenstock's band. That's awesome. I believe he I believe he was. I might be wrong, but there's some connection Is it a ska there. band? No, it's it's just like a punk band. Classics, classics of Love? Yes. All right. I'm writing it down. Yeah. It was a fun time. I got really drunk. <laughs> uh, I saw Mike Park one time. It was the Rock Against Bush tour. Hell that, yeah. That came Throwing to, it back. Yeah. Anyway, that's fucking, <laughs> fucking shout out to Mike Park of Asian Man yes. Records, and he is a beautiful man who does great things for the punk and just the world community. Yay. Also, I have an extra credit for you two, if you so choose to accept this mission related to this. I will not listen to you two. Oh, son of a bitch. 
Sam, don't look at me for backup. I'm not listening to you. But it's already on your computers. You can do nothing about it. You have to listen to it. Why won't it stop playing? Fuck you, Steve Jobs. Uh, go on. My extra credit for you is if you'd like to be a high school nerd who doesn't socialize and only searches the internet for obscure music, is to listen to Kid Kilowatt. The record is Guitar Method. It has, uh, what's his name? Strat. What? <laughs> Steven Bradsky? Stove Bradsky. Stove Bradsky. The vocalist and guitarist of this band is in that band. He started this band with a member of Piebald. Um, it was supposed to be his mellow rock band. Uh, the dude from Piebald eventually left, and then Kurt Ballou joined, and the music is very cool. Uh, it kind of sounds like Bear vs. Shark sometimes, kind of sounds like Braid. It's very cool. It's very different, but I think you two should listen to the record just for a different side of what this artist can do and accomplish. You think the band U2 should listen to yeah, this Yeah, U2 right? should listen to this so that they can understand what good music is. Actually, yes, I agree with that. I'm going to give a full disclosure here is that like we had a conversation about this and I did um, listen to most of the Kid Kilowatt record like once today while I was working. Um, it's fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. And I actually... I will check it out for sure. Given how much I liked Converge and cave-in and heavy shit and then also things like small brown bike and braid that came out during this time period i don't know how the fuck i missed this band like i I really don't maybe it's because the internet didn't exist uh, in the capacity that it does right now because this fucking record just on one listen is something that like I could see myself just getting so fucking obsessed with there's even a little bit of like quicksand influence in it just from my first pass through so we should all listen to it like 15 more times <laughs> hell yeah does anybody have any more comments on hormones it's pretty sick it's sick i'm gonna continue listening to it after this i'm glad to hear it i'm glad i could assign my first record and you guys enjoy it don't get used to it <laughs> <laughs> yeah don't Fair get enough. used to me assigning things that you're gonna enjoy either so. i think the first round we might we might all be easy on each other uh, let's not well, i don't know we'll see what happens. be horrible you don't know well hey nice segue so we've had two records we've all enjoyed and there's nowhere else to go from here except for jpal's record for next week lay it on us buddy well if you can find it i would like you to <laughs> oh listen to god fuck <laughs> the sound effects from the nightmare before christmas <laughs> shut the fuck up this Dude, is Halloween. This is Halloween. <laughs> Halloween. This is Halloween. 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 Oh, we're sued. We're copyright, sued. Copyright. 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 <laughs> this is copyright. This is copyright. Um, no. Um, I was. I'm having a really hard time choosing, but I've. I've decided. My original choice is too much of a fall listen for me. So we're going with the summer vibes, and for me, that is Q and not you. No kill. No beep beep. That's a fucking curveball. Was not expecting that from you. Yeah, that just happened today. That's what <laughs> was chosen today at like four o'clock. All right. So let me say, I have known about this band for a long time. Mm-hmm. You have suggested them to me plenty of times. I figured. And I have dabbled in it. I've listened to it a little bit and okay. I have enjoyed it. I'm excited to get into cool. it because it's something I should have done for years. Hell yeah. So thank you. Yeah, I 
figured you may have listened to it a few times. I know I had shown it to Poots, and I don't think she listened to it too much. No. Um, so I think this would be a good dive for you guys. And also a good dive for me because I haven't listened to it for a while except for today, and it still rips. Still rips, so I'm excited to talk about it next week. So that's what you were listening to all afternoon. This is true. Well, I was fucking all bumping right. some Taylor Swift. Y'all. So, uh... <laughs> So, Poots, what is your uh, background on this record? Um, I'm sure I've heard a few songs off of it, but I am, like, it's, again, one of those bands for me that, like, I know a lot of people that I know really enjoy it. Um, a lot of people have told me to fucking listen to it, and I just yep. ignored it. Mm-hmm. And Same same boat. I, <laughs> I'm vaguely familiar with a few. Like, I could not name a song. I could not name a record. I know that I've heard it, and I didn't hate it um i think we are in the same <laughs> honestly i think we are on the exact same page yeah. with this record good so, good that's that's a good but pick that's what i was hoping I'm, for i'm excited yeah. yeah so next week q and not you the record no kill no beep beep which is so fun to say oh yeah and you know what i think even then i'm still gonna be like blow blow me and then stop <laughs> no no kill no no beep beep you've ruined me josh like i can't get it You're out of welcome. my fucking head because i can't either it's so good <laughs> i mean i might right. still be singing it as well <laughs> so yeah i think that wraps up this episode i i don't think we got anything else to do except listen to no kill no beep beep for next week And until next week, this has been my friend's favorite records and... Where's my shoes? Yes. <laughs>